This episode of The Black Box is dedicated to the memory of Jamie D'Alessandro, a.k.a. Jamie D., of the Comic Geek Speak podcast. Um, He passed away on May 2nd after um, dealing with a long bout of uh, cancer. I met Jamie many years ago along with the other members of the Comic Geek Speak podcast um, back in... 2006 or 2007 and from day one you know Jamie was always you know a loving soul a kind soul he he you know just accepted me for who I am and uh, was always very supportive of the things that I tried to do as a comics creator and same with my fellow friends and colleagues who who made the journey to CGS for interviews and whatnot, um, Jamie was always kind. He was always supportive. He was always appreciative. He's the, he's the dude that, he was the person that always have your back, no matter what, no matter how far away you, you know, you were. And he just respected everybody. You know, he had such a kind soul and, and a big heart. You know, it's difficult for me, as it is for, you know, the the D'Alessandro family, um, the Comic Geek Speak family, and all of his friends, because, you know, when you lose someone close, you know, it it hurts. Um, It hurts a lot. And it just hurts me because, like I said, he's one of the good people. You know, like, you know, his love for comics was, was just astounding. And I just wish there was more good people like him on this planet. You know, death is never something that's easy easy for anyone to talk about. So I'll just say this. You know, I know now that Jamie is no longer in any more pain. He only has joy now. And he's in a good place. And I love him. His family loves him. Comic Geek Speak family loves him. His friends love him. And we'll continue to dedicate, you know, our lives and what we do to do better in this world. Because that's what Jamie would have wanted. Because that's what he would have done. And that's what he did every day. He tried to do good in this world. So we should do the same. Rest in peace, Jamie. Now, before this episode of The Black Box gets underway, um, there's a little side note. Um, the uh, There's a special Wu-Tang album that will be mentioned during this podcast. And uh, just a little side note, uh, two things, actually. I uh, got the uh, pricing of this album. Uh, I was wrong with the pricing. It's not a million dollars. It's five million. And uh, now we've just found out that Raekwon will be a part of this Wu-Tang album because we are told in the episode when you listen to it that Raekwon is not a part of the album. So uh, so now you know. But besides that, it's a really, really fun episode. I, I love it. Actually, it's one of my favorites. It's probably one of the... Uh, you'll see. All right. Let's get on with the show. Peace. Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. 
You're listening to The Black Box. Joining me on the line right now is a, um, a new guest to the Black Box. Um, he has been a avid listener over the years. And actually, through the podcast is how I met this man. He was listening to one of the, uh, one of the episodes many, many years ago. And like through the through a forum board, we started talking and then we just started, you know, having like these like quarterly phone conversations. We started to get real deep into the hip hop convo. And I said, you know what? I was like, I need to bring him on the show because like, you know, he knows about that comics life. He knows about that hip hop music life. And um, he is actually the one that told me about the uh, possible the um, rumored Bobby Brown. Uh, joining Bone Thugs and Harmony um, group, and he actually may have been on the album. This man told me this, and he showed me some information about it. And I got so hype about it on the previous episode of the Black Box. You heard me talk about it, so now I'm bringing the man who told me these things onto the Black Box because we're going to talk about that Bobby Brown Bone. We're going to talk about some other stuff too, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my good friend and homie Chuck. Chuck, how you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, Sean. How you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me, man. I surely appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Like I said before, uh, last Black Box, I talked, you know, real quick about the fact that um, there was a time where supposedly Bobby Brown had joined Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I still can't believe it. And the thing about it is, is that you know, Chuck sent me a YouTube clip of a song called "On Bone," where Bobby's singing on the hook. Yeah, I got a couple clips of what, nigga? All I said, no doubt, doubts, nigga. But I don't have to wear no diamonds to shine. Don't need none of that, cause I'm bone. Yeah, I got a couple clips of what, nigga? All I said, no doubt, doubts, nigga. But I don't have to wear no diamonds to shine. And supposedly there was a whole album where Bobby Brown was like, you know, rapping and singing with Bone and was a member of Bone. But then at the last minute, he was removed from the entire album. And so, like, Chuck, I need you to help me with this because, like, there's so much of this that, like, I can't, like, that's the only thing I really remember. So like I just I need I need your help with this because as far as like you know time frame and how this happened you know how this happened and and you know the poss- the the wondering of why it never came to be. All right. Well, from what I understand, this all started a little while ago when I was uh, I was listening to radio and they were playing Tenderoni, and it just kicked in my head like this random thing I remember seeing on MTV News. They were interviewing a bone and they were getting ready for their new album. And I remember video clips and they were basically saying that Bobby Brown had joined the group and that they had uh, recorded with them and that uh, the way that he raps, he fits right in with them. It just kind of got to me like I remember seeing this, but I just don't see that news anywhere. Mm -hmm. I never heard anything from it and I never hear anybody else talking about it. So. I did a little digging. I did find uh, a link for the MTV News. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read straight from this. Okay, go ahead, please. 
what's the date on this? This is from April 15, 2002. It's talking about, so what does life and death have in store for Bone Thugs and Harmony members? Busy, lazy, wishing crazy. For starters, they've been working on the with the original R&B thug Bobby Brown on their new LP, aptly titled Thug World Order. So this was going to be for the Thug World Order album, which came out in later 2002, from what I understand. Okay. Now, here's a quote from, uh, from Crazy. It's a song talking about everything everybody is talking about, their cars and their jewelry. We got that, but we don't need that to shine. And then it says, on the yet-to-be-titled track, Brown takes it back to his every little step days, both singing and rapping on the cut. And here's a quote from Lazy. Dude is like Tupac. He's <laughs> off the hook. He's live. He wrote the rap in his head in like five minutes. Dude was cool to work with. He's real professional. You could tell when you work with him, he's been doing it since Don't Be Cruel and Mr. Telephone Man. His worth ethics are like Tupac. And then they got a busy quote here saying, when people hear it, they're going to say, okay, okay. It's not no joke. He's holding his own too. If you can get on the track with these brothers and hold on your own with these brothers right here, you are right with me. Hmm. Now, then it goes into some other stuff, but that's all the Bobby Brown stuff. So, okay. it, obviously, we found that one track called uh, I'm Bone, yes. which was off of some uh, archives album that got put over later. And there is no rapping Bobby Brown on that track. No, no, no. He's just singing on the hook. That's it. Right. And it's, and it's a barely thing. You could tell it's Bobby. Mm-hmm. But it's still barely there. Like, that was the one part they couldn't remove from the track or something. Right, right, right. Otherwise, it had definitely been scrubbed. It just got me thinking, like, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, who made the call? Or or who even thought of it? You know what I'm saying? It's like, did they see Bobby singing on, on a Ja Rule song? And it was like, yo, we need to bring him in. Or, like, I just... I, it. Dude, I'm befuddled. But that's the thing. This is before the Ja Rule thing. This oh. is like 2002. Oh, oh my. Yeah, you're right. So, wow. th- and th- this is working real closely to when he supposedly was down with Murder Inc. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is definitely a like, how the fuck did they get together? What did it sound like? Yeah. What it? What what was Bobby rapping that made him? them think that he could just like kind of fit in with that group because this is bone thugs and harmony right right, <laughs> right like like when they when they rhyme it's, it's there is no basics to it like it's almost it's literally like a form of like like prose singing you know in a way in a lot of ways you know what i'm saying and like and then they all have different flows and if you can't hit their speed or tempo you're done you can run down the list of rappers you've all done songs with them from biggie on down every single time there's a pressure on an established MC to change their style yes. just to be on a song with them. Yeah. You know, because they are so intimidated by that rapid flow. Yeah. That, yeah. that is so hard to duplicate oh, it, yeah. essentially with them in on the track. Oh, no, I agree with you, because the thing about it is like when I first heard, um, um, you know, Biggie with Bone Thugs and Harmony and he came out with that flow. All the dangerous, ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we no angel dust. Label us notorious. Love 
Y'all guess niggas that love the bus It's strange to us Y'all niggas be scrambling Gambling I'm restaurants with mandolins And violins We just sitting here Trying to win Trying not to sin High off weed and lots of gin So much smoke need oxygen Steadily counting Benjamins Nigga you should too If you knew What this game would do to you Been in this shit since 92 Look at all the bullshit I've been through So called beef with you know who Fucked a few female stars or two Then I blew like Niggas blew like my shit Not to be fucked with But fuck better duck quick Cause me and my dogs love the buck shit Fuck the luck shit, strictly aim No aspirations to take the game Spit your game, fuck your shit Grab your cap, call your clip Squeeze your clip, hit the right one Pass that weed, I got the light one All them niggas, I got to fight one All them hoes, I got the light one Our situation is a tight one What you gonna do? Fight or run? Seems to me that you'll take B Going to big, nigga, die slowly I'ma tell you like a nigga told me Cash roll everything around me Shit, lyrically, niggas can't see me Fuck it, buy the coke, cook the coke, cut it Know the bitch before you call yourself loving it Nigga with a bench fucking it Doesn't it seem hard to you? Big come through with mouths and crews Just fellas down to the mouth of dudes Who's the killer? Me or you? I had, I had, I actually paused the CD Run it back like this is only like I say about like once he started what once you get through like the opening you know the opening you know which is that you know that just bone and biggie biggie part and and biggie started rhyming I had to rewind it three times because I'm like he is not rhyming like that he is right. not doing that oh he is he is yeah. I mean he, that it, it, it amazes me because like a lot of when you hop on a lot of when rappers normally team up rappers are normally it's like look I'm me and here's my flow but it, like it was so rare for me to see somebody flip their flow just because they're going to be on a track with bone right because nobody could duplicate what they were doing and they were so intimidated mm-hmm. i mean other other than uh the uh tupac i mean he didn't change anything for his song but everybody else they felt they had to do that they still had to stand on the track with bone and hold their own and they couldn't do that just regularly i'm seeing no, no, no. Because they were going to get blown out the water. You know what? I think everybody heard uh, the points from uh, the Panther soundtrack back in the day when Bone was real, real new. Yeah. And they had like maybe 30 seconds, all four of them on that on that 10-minute song. Mm-hmm. But they stole it from every other MC on that song. Yeah, and there's a lot of MCs on that song, man. Yeah. and But yeah, Bone comes in here and just rapid fire like – makes everybody say what the fuck was that yeah, yeah you know and 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 i think it i think there was just a lot of intimidation you mm-hmm. know no 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 it, but, I, I agree i agree sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead so but so yeah but it definitely makes me think like so what was bobby brown rapping like with bone where are these tapes who has them <laughs> and why have they not leaked yes <laughs> yes like because yo like in in today's internet like everybody leaks everything and calls it a leak i'm like yo if you just put it out there it's not a leak okay you know what i'm Ruthless saying records does not have like the best security in the world at this point i don't <laughs> <laughs> no no they don't no they don't and according to source Ma- uh, source magazine i had back in the 90s that uh that untitled chris tucker comedy project cd still ain't came out yet well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> it, <laughs> so, it just it, it just gets me. It's like, God, what, what what did that sound like? I mean, I was it good? Was it bad? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what made Bobby say, you know what? I don't want anybody hearing me on this song with Bone that I impressed Bone with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, or better yet, like I'm, just, I'm, I'm really trying to think about his flow because you know we all know Bobby Brown's rhyming flow from all, of, all of his songs that right. he performed. You know, like as a matter of fact, like to me, and like I may be wrong, but like as far as R and B cats go, 
he was one of those R&B cats where if he had a remix of a song, he was going to put a rap on it. Oh, yeah. You know, and he was going to be the one doing the rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like when um, Every Little Step came out and he came out the remix version, he was like, no, I'm going to rap on this. But like on Don't Be Cruel, he had the rap on the end, you know, which made the song like seven minutes long. But that's all right, because I still love that song anyway. But every, <laughs> like every single remix he would do, he'd throw a rap on there. And then like when he got real popular, when... um that a ghostbusters 2 soundtrack dropped and like he had on our own and he did the rap in the beginning and then he did it like after the bridge and i was just like yeah it's over you know it, it's it's over it was like then it was like rhyming on almost every bobby brown track but I, at that time i didn't care because bobby was the shit right so you know i mean we, i i i'm i'm vi- i'm vividly seeing him and ralph trasvant in that uh word to your mama video walking through boston <laughs> Acting like the hardest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Crack, crackhead jiving babies, futures hazy. I don't know, shit's crazy. It's bound to go down, lost bitches never found. Trips through the graveyard to come and think of B-Town. Smugglers, pimp pocket pickers, punks, and troublemakers. Big executive button pushers and tree shakers. Crackhead jiving babies, futures hazy. I don't know, shit's crazy. All I can do is turn the heat up. To beat all odds, get revenge and put the beat up and eat up. Suckers looking for the kill, first blood's got Light him up with a Mac 10 and that's facing. Check the scene with the green pepper when they keep stepping like two brothers. Word to the mother. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember them rhymes. I remember them rhymes. That was my word to the mother was the shit though. Like that was the greatest song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was a moment. <laughs> yes, it was a moment because see, once again, it was a remix because we all like the the original version is on the Bell Biv DeVoe DeVoe um, first first album. Right, and it's you know, and, and Ralph ain't on it, and Bobby ain't on it, and Johnny ain't on it, and it's like it's not the same. But when you get that WBBD Boot City remix album and Johnny comes in, you know, doing like the little ad libbing in the beginning, I'm like, okay, I'm hyped because the piano's playing. See, the song gets me fucking hyped, dude. Like, I get hyped when it comes to that song. Because I was like, oh, New Edition is back. I got so happy. I got so hey. happy. And then I had to wait how many more damn years before they got back together? <laughs> well, I in the meantime, you kind of grew up. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and what we considered... Um, Hip hop kind of changed. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. In that time, but that that was definitely a moment at the time where it was just like, that's what a remix is supposed to be. Like that's a reason to get excited about this song again. Yeah, you know, seeing them all come together, not just for the song, but for the video, mm-hmm. and just and and it seemed like at maybe the last time they all kind of put their egos to the side. Yeah, you know, and and just uh, made something great. I mean, other than Bobby Brown rapping with Bone, I, <laughs> it, 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 again, it still blows my mind, and it still blows me away that nobody talks about this. No, yeah, no, I know no one talks about. It. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm just as shocked as you are because you because it's something so strange, and how and like you know how the internet embraces strange. Um, you would think. That somebody somewhere would have talked about this years ago, heavily. Yeah, and just and just and beat them down, beat the, beat down Bone and say, "Hey, man, what about that song with Bobby Brown that you did? Yeah, what what about all those? What, what are you going to get back with Bob? Or ask? Well, you know, no, it, there's a lot of people want to ask Bobby a lot of things, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it, it just it just gets I, I I just have this feeling like. 
I want it to be like the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I, if like if we ever heard it, I just want it to be like, oh, no wonder Bone wanted him to uh, to fucking join the group. Yeah, like like Bobby sat down with a uh, crack rock, and he just fucking came alive, <laughs> you know, and and rap better than you ever thought he ever could, yeah. you know, and and that's. That that that's what I want to hear. This this is like some new age Leonard Nimoy in search of shit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm for real. Like for a new for a new for a new generation. Like somebody need to call up Leonard Nimoy right now. And be like, listen, Leonard, I need you to bring back in search of because I need you to help me find this lost Bobby Brown Bone album. And <laughs> I'm for real. Like some somebody's got to do it because I want to hear this so bad, so bad. It it just. It, it just the fact that i mean the fact that nobody talks about it plus it never came out plus it just it just it, to me it just lends this whole air of like you know we don't have too many things on the internet that are just undiscovered at this point true you know but true. And, and so it this this definitely does hang around as like a a lost thing to me that since nobody's making a effort to go find it it's just gonna stay that way and i I don't know. It, it it does bug me. Yeah, it bugs me too. You know, it's kind of like how um, this is supposed to be happening soon. If it hasn't happened, if it hasn't happened already, like you know, Wu's dropping, Wu Tang is dropping a new album, but they also have this other album. Yes. Um, this other album, which they only made like one pressing for, and um, right. and it's in this real fancy, beautiful case. I mean, it's gorgeous, and they're auctioning this album out. And that person that has it will be the only person to ever have this, like, um, Wu recording, this Wu album. Yes, once again, there's going to be a new Wu album out, but there's going to be another album of, you know, supposedly great stuff. That's only, not going to be out. <laughs> that's not going to be out, and only one person shall have it. And the rumor is, is that auction-wise, it could probably go for as much as a million dollars, if not right. more. Which is, you know, which is crazy, but at the same time, it makes me wonder... Because of how we value music now, are we losing something possibly awesomely great because of the way we, as a public, treat music now? I, I think I, I know exactly what you're saying, and I, I I'm I'm similar. I do uh, when I wrestle with those questions. I just have to remember and think that one of the great things about music to me is that as soon as you hear it, you want to share it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or you want to get somebody else. You know, we we all take solace in this art and it's, you know, the effects it has on us. But it's also something that that's always been a, a shared experience with other people, at least in, in you know the way I've always seen it. And so it's, it, you know, as far as like a woo album that only one person is ever going to hear. I I guess it all depends on like the technology that they're buying with it that won't be able to copy it or in. You know, I, I, I just don't have the faith that it's going to stay away from the public in some form or another. If if you let go of it, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. You know, so whoever's going to pay a million for it, I hope it's a million you've got to uh, lose. <laughs> I mean, it's cool though. The but question it, is, is Raekwon on it? And that's what everybody wants to know. Oh yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> hey man, you you got to have the chef on there, man. You, you got, you well, got, yeah. well, if Raekwon's not going to be on the album that we are going to get, 
then is Raekwon going to be on the album that you're going to pay a million dollars for? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Ray's not on the... Is Ray isn't going to be on the new one? And from from what... Uh, from As of today, I mean, the last news we got, yeah. Like, he's said that he's on strike. He doesn't like RZA. He doesn't like the way RZA runs stuff. Oh. RZA has a... He's kind of been diplomatic and just said, you know, we've got 30 days to get this album. You know, I hope Raekwon's on it. If he's not, then it'll be an album without Raekwon. Mm. You know, and just uh, and then, of course, everybody reports this, then does their little, you know, this is not the first woo beef. And, you know, and then runs down all the various problems with the clan. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what uh, last I checked as of. Maybe a couple of days ago, that's pretty much where it's at. I mean, it, it kind of looks like Raekwon's not going to be on this one. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Uh. So it's again, it's not another Wu album. <laughs> they they wanted they wanted this whole thing to be part of the 20th anniversary that came and went. Yeah. You know this. Uh, they just I, I don't know. Yeah. They just can't get it together. Yeah. Oh. Except for this uh, hidden album. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I bet you that hidden album is on point too. I I, I bet you it's going to be so on point. But you know, but let's, I think it's if I'm not mistaken, it's a vinyl pressing, and um, so hey, you never know that if uh, whoever pays like an absorbent amount of money for it, hopefully they have a nice, a nice vinyl player that has like a USB connection or whatever, and just like rips the whole album and then just gives it to the world, you know, many years later. But until then, you know, I, I can uh, always uh, wonder and imagine, you know. So uh, we shall see. But sidebarks, I gotta gotta get back to Bobby. And the bone, Bobby and Bone. You had mentioned the Panther soundtrack, and you mentioned the song "The Points." Yes, and, the, and that was during the '90s. And the '90s gave us a plethora of great R&B soundtracks yes. and and hip hop soundtracks. A plethora. I mean, the movies could have been the worst things ever, but the soundtrack would be banging. Okay, even TV shows got soundtracks like New York Undercover, which was kind of also like a side joint to like basically also show you acts, you know, like, you know, acts that were, you know, that were performing or had albums. Even they had a soundtrack. Yes. So, you know, everybody named Mama had a soundtrack. But let me tell you, like that Panther soundtrack was dope because that had Bobby's like last record like last solo recording before he dropped the joint. Like, I think like about a year or two ago called Masterpiece. Um which was like a double. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of songs, Bobby. It was a song called, it was produced by Jermaine Dupree, and it was called Slick Partner. It's like two minutes and 16 seconds. And there's not much to the song, but like, I love it so much. I love it so much, and I don't know why. I just do. And, um, you know, Blake says it's got the points. It's got an Aaron Hall song on there that nobody listened to. It's got, um, you know, Joe's on there. Oh, plus it's also got uh, all the female artists uh, singing uh, Freedom. 
Yes. Which is that, both versions. <laughs> yes, two ver oh yes, two. Yes, two versions. Two versions. Like I man, I was so into that soundtrack. Like I bought the soundtrack and I bought the Freedom Sing this the single. Cause I had a bunch of stuff. And I had the points maxi single. Yes. And because like that had like fifteen different versions on it, oh, dude, dude, it was it was madness. But I loved every minute of it. And I think I watched Panther for I think I watched Panther once, and that was like in two thousand. <laughs> so, but like that soundtrack like stayed in the car. Well, well, for most part, when you talk about all these soundtracks, you, you I think you just described all of them. Like you had the soundtrack, and then you watched that movie once. Mm-hmm. You know that that's where uh, I think most of the movies. <laughs> The, the the soundtracks last a lot longer than the movies that they came from. Oh, but yes. uh, oh yeah, some of them. There are a few. Like say, for instance, like you know, The Wood. The Wood was a great movie. I enjoyed right. that movie immensely. The soundtrack was great. The Best Man. The Best Man had a great soundtrack and had a, it was a really great movie. Um, you know, so like I mean, there there were some. But for every The Best Man, there was also the Blank Man soundtrack, um, <laughs> which also had a bunch of people on it. But that Blank Man movie was awful. Awful. I'll uh, I'll have to take your word on that one. I, <laughs> I mean, I uh, I, I just uh, if you want to bring hip hop or comic books together, uh, that was during a time where neither one was being respected. No, no. And uh, so, you know, I I, I could see the signs to kind of stay away from that. Yeah, they, yeah. ain't nothing over there for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, true that. True. I, I you know I. I would say the same with Meteor Man, but uh, but I, I think there might be some people. You know, I heard some people like that was actually a cult classic for them or whatever. So I was um, like, okay, you I, know, I'm not going to beat up on that. No, I'm, look, I'm not going to beat up on the movie. Like I saw the movie in the movie theater, an empty movie theater, mind you. Um, the movie, it is what it is for for its time. For its time, it really meant something. I but even then, when I was sitting in the movie theater, I was like, this is not that good, y'all. Yeah, it, like it, it, and I think a lot of it was was at the time going into it. Like what was in my, what was in my head before watching the movie was so different than what actually was on screen, and it just disappointed me. And I watched it later on, but there were just some things I'm like, you know, it's it just it's like it's like '90s right in front of you. Not that the '90s were, were all bad because they weren't, but this was just one of those things that was just it was just odd. And it could have been so much. It, be- it could have been so much better. It was the beginning of the '90s. It was yeah. very early in the '90s, where mm-hmm. I think people were still trying to figure out, how, you know, how they were going to do things. I yes. think that was definitely a time when uh, uh, Robert uh, Townsend. Yeah, Robert Townsend. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he was really uh, he was really hot, and they were just like, "All right, so what do you want to do next?" And he's like, "You know what? Maybe I'll just be a superhero." And nobody was just like. No, because superheroes don't sell. And then it's like, well, I'll make fun of them. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. You, you make fun of superheroes. That's fine. You know? Yeah, it's just... It was, you don't have to be serious. I mean, God, don't be serious. That would, that would A movie like that would never make any money. Uh, <laughs> it was just it was, it was just strange. It, it, was, it was so strange. And, you know, not only that, but, you know, Robert Townsend is a leading man. Yeah. Not saying that he can't do it. I mean, you know, we all, you know, we saw Hollywood Shuffle, which still is like one of my all-time favorites. But still, it's for a movie of that caliber of what it was supposed to be, for him to be leading man was kind of it was weird. It was it was just it was just it was weird. But I will say the one song on that Meteor Man soundtrack 
which was banging and it still is banging was that song called it's for you by uh, by shanice that song Mm -hmm. is fucking glorious that i'll play that anytime any day any week that song was great everything else i don't know but that classic you know i uh just take it back to the panther soundtrack yes i never got the sound but if i if i remember correctly on that panther soundtrack wasn't Usher and Monica doing a duet. Yes, uh, they did a cover of "Let's Straighten It Out." Okay, so it it wasn't because I remember like later on Usher, like this is in between the time when Usher had come out, but Usher hadn't blown up yet. Correct. Yes. Correct. And so I remember when he came out with uh, uh, the album that he did with uh, JD that blew up. Mm-hmm. There was also another Monica d- duet on that one, and I remember thinking, "Is that the same one that was on the Panther soundtrack two years ago?" Oh, did they do two? Co- I'm trying to remember if they did two covers. Like I'm trying to remember, was the other cover Slow Jam? I can't remember for the life of me. I do know that the one on the Panther soundtrack was Let's Straighten It Out. That I do know for a fact. Okay, because I, I got the soundtrack. So, um, but you're right. They did do it. I think they did do another duet, and I can't remember what it was for the life of me. Dang, I cannot remember. I'm about to look that up. On Usher's My Way album, the duet with Monica is Slow Jam. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and that's all and that's all babyface here is a producer and writer. So hmm. so and so you're saying the Panther soundtrack, it was a different song. Yeah, it was called Let's Straighten It Out. It was a cover. It, it, it was a cover. I can't remember who originally sang Let's Straight Let's Straighten It Out, but it was definitely a cover. Okay, because this whole time I like I said I didn't have the Panther soundtrack, but I do remember seeing that on the back cover when I looked, and then always thinking like, oh, well, I just got that later with Usher's album. So mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, but I, obviously, I, that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I may have to get you. I may have to get you a copy of that Panther soundtrack, dog. So, oh, so. I'll, no, I'll go on eBay and pay fifty bucks. No problem. <laughs> 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 that's how. That's how much I want both versions of that Freedom. See, so, yeah, it's just it's hot, man. That song was hot. Still, it's the strangest thing when it came to that Panther soundtrack, though, was like because I when I got the maxi when I got the maxi single for the points, which is what I got, and like they yeah. said there was a radio edit version. I'm like, and I was like, oh cool, I could play this at my at my at my college radio station. That was not a radio edit. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, <laughs> they still had the curses in. Yeah, uh, yeah. On uh, I'm trying to remember. I remember there were six versions. And the only ones I really uh, two of them were pl- or, uh, were remixed by Mr. Long, a Black Sheep fan. Mm-hmm. That that I do remember. But the the ones that uh, was on the video that was the the normal version was uh, the Easy Mo B version. Right, right, right. And that, that that's mainly the one I, I forget who there who did the other remix because there was just three different versions on that maxi single. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm, here. I'm okay. gonna have to pull my attention. See the point. You had, you had the points. You right. Had, you had freedom. Let's see. Blackstreet sang "We'll Meet Again," which was used like on two other soundtracks. Um, right. Let's see. The Lynch Mob, Shanice. 
We Shall Not Be Moved, which was Sounds of Blackness featuring Black Sheep. Um, okay. Let's see here. Then there was the Dal- Then there was the Dallas Austin remix of Freedom. And then there was the Star Star Spangled Banner with Brian McKnight and the Boys Choir of Harlem. And that was it. Okay. So so yeah. Um, let me see here now. My points. I'm looking at because I remember I remember on the Freedom, like, see, can you just you said Dallas Austin on on the R&B version, uh, Chili and T Boz are singing, but on the rap version, then uh, Left Eye is rapping. Right, right, right. And so like t- they took TLC and they broke them up into two different songs. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Kind of, but I understand why they did it though. My maxi single for the points: six versions. Uh, yes. Uh, DJ Unique. Uh, DJ Unique. That's who I was. Yeah. yeah. DJ Unique. Uh, Easy Mobi's mix. Uh, Mr. Lange's mix. Another DJ Unique remix. Um, let's see. Oh. No, I'm sorry. That's right. The three mixes, supposedly three were clean and three were not clean. And they were all right. not clean. Dirty. Yeah, <laughs> they were all dirty. Yeah, I, I do remember that. They were all not clean. I'm like, yeah, somebody the, didn't didn't check this before they put it out in the market. The major difference was the Easy Mobile versions because you had the one that was uh, the video edit. But then you had Easy Mobile's like 12-minute version <laughs> <laughs> that went on. If it wasn't a great song, it would have seemed like it was way too long. But yeah, it was all the MCs came with it again. Like I said, Bone would steal the show in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely remember that song and that that got played a lot. Yeah, it did. It did. Yes, yes. And and, and honestly, well, ninety five being such a landmark year, I don't know if we'll ever see a collaboration like that again. I don't think so. Not with the way. Uh music is right now i mean we'll, we'll have collabos but not of anything that caliber you know what i mean it's um yeah. it's one of those things where how can i say this um because you you start off with biggie yeah and then you go right into coolio and then you go right into big mike yeah i you know east west south right off the bat yeah yeah and don't nobody talk about big mike no more you know, I'm I, I represent Ace Town. I, I, I get a little frustrated about that. <laughs> uh, I, I ain't going front. I remember that song he did called uh, "Where Is the Love," and he, and they had um, that Rockefeller uh, R and B group singing the background on it. Those twins, a Chris uh, Christian or whatever. And I remember because that was the very first Big Mike song I ever heard. Um, right, and that was thanks to Rap City. I wouldn't even known Big Mike existed if not for Rap City. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they did give him love. It, with Houston Arts, it's always, it was very weird. Uh, this town supports their own so much mm-hmm. that it's always hard for me to understand what this looks like on the outside. Yeah. So I, I, don't, un, I don't know if Big Mike got a lot of enough coverage on Rap City to, uh, to kind of let people know. But I, yeah, back there in 95 when he dropped, or, or 94 is when he dropped uh, Big Things. Mm-hmm. Or is, is that the name of the album? I or was it hard to hit? No. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta Wikipedia this. <laughs> uh, so, no, something serious. Ninety-four. Yes, summer ninety-four. He dropped something serious. That was his first solo album. Okay. And that was, um, that was honestly a classic. And that was the reason that he was on the points. Mm. Uh, you know, and that he was a big enough person to kind of be put on there. Um, I think that might have had a do with uh rap a lot to deal with whatever i think in his new tribe who put out the panther soundtrack they also had 
distribution things with them. So that's mm-hmm. that's probably why you also heard uh, Menace Clan and uh, some some other rap a lot rappers on the on the points yeah. song. That you're just like, who the hell is that? And you had to read the credits. Yeah, it was just but, so many rappers, like so many rappers on the point. So yeah, many. but 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 definitely, Big Big Mike was definitely uh, he 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 was uh, he, he he was a big MC around here and uh, d- definitely had at least one classic. Uh, it, then he just kind of faded away. Uh, from what I understand, he tried to when he didn't get paid, he tried to uh, set. Uh, Lil J's house on fire. So obviously, no new album from Rap a Lot after that. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. The B- Big Mike, I definitely. I don't know where he is now, but yeah, he. Th- those are good old nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the whole list, the whole list of rappers on the points. Big Mike, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Buckshot, Buster Rhymes, Coolio, Doodlebug, Helter Skelter, mm-hmm. Ill Al Scratch, Jamal, Menace Clan, Notorious B.I.G., and Red Man. Yes. You will never, ever, ever get a combo like that, I think, in today's time. No, no. Because, I mean, because you just look at that. I mean... Obviously, there's some names that we recognize off the bat, and there's some names that you gotta kind of scratch your head at. But at the time, I think they were all on a level playing field to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And 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 to have that kind of like, you know what? We're just gonna get a beat. It's gonna be banging, and we're gonna get everybody in here to just rap on. And I'm. And if I rem- if you trust the video and the pictures that went along with it, they were all there. This wasn't one of those things where they emailed everybody in. Right, right. You know, they, they got them all together to record this. Like, oh, you go write your verse and then come in. You go write your verse, and they, and they were all together in that studio. That will never happen again. No, 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 not not in, not in today's tech based world. No, 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 no. We, uh, you know, we'll we'll get uh, like you said, the stuff will just be emailed in. And then that's it. It's it's not saying that it's rare for artists to collabo in a studio because some still do, but right. um, but nowadays it's it's so it's so much more convenient to just drop off a file, do dude or lady do their thing, just send it right back, and that's it. You know, no ifs ands or buts about it. But I, I think sometimes some forms of creativity are taken away when that happens. You know what I mean? Like those moments of inspiration get taken away. When it's just all done electronically, you know what I mean? Yes, you know. I, I I think it's when when you're like, okay, this ain't my song, but this dude wants me to get on his song. I do you have a subject? No. Okay, well then I'm just gonna lay down a verse I have, and then yeah. I'm gonna email it to you, and then you work it out. I might outshine you on the song, but I won't even know if I'm gonna outshine you on the song until I hear the song. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I and I think that that kind of attitude definitely decreases the uh the 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 need for competition mm-hmm. you know in this game that is that really makes good music when everybody's looking at each other and saying man i can't let this motherfucker out shot me <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, i mean no doubt. No doubt. I, how how amazing was red man in that time period and you listen to his verse on the points like he he that that's an incredible verse that he just lays right there. It's that folk folk got the spot and Fuck the best. Niggas better start putting no helmets. I roam the streets where there's no 
coming in stacks Bullets coming from cats So I duck Lyrical buck buck get stuck I'm jamming like smuckers For all you motherfuckers That cross the ruckus Then I fix a few snitches What out? Bless my style Rock like you bitches I throw it, throw it High punch and spit the flame Like you came Burning your membranes When the wind changed Mad explicit when splitting My scriptures Leaving your mic bony Like that tells of the crit bitch All your niggas suck my balls one time While I unwind I'm busting your ass Counterclockwise I get dumb But dumber While your vision blurred For all the You know it was inspired like him being fans of everybody and saying, I can't let the, I, I don't know where my placement in this song is going to be. I don't know if I'm first. I don't know if I'm last. Right. I've got to write something that's going to stand out, you know, and standing in this room, these people, I might not stand out, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, and that's, that's definitely needed yeah. to make music to me. Oh, no, I mean, no, no and, question. That, and that's how you get something like the points to where everybody is so afraid of, Will I be remembered on this song? This is going to be a great song. Look who I'm surrounded by. I need to make sure they remember me too. Yes. That's definitely, I think, uh, something that's missing nowadays because I don't think people care to a certain or the artists don't care to a certain extent. They just, you know, they're, they're very closed off and like, eh, I can be outshined. Who cares? Yeah, it is you weird. Know. It is weird because like, and we've talked about this on the podcast many times, like Big Sean gets killed on his own tracks all the time. There you go. But 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 does he care? I mean, yeah. you know, is it, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to bring up control <laughs> and go down that wormhole. Right, 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 right. But uh, to me, it's that scene, that shouldn't have been a big story. And yet it's how sad it was. You know, that should be the attitude that everybody has. But everybody is just so caught up in the like, hey, man, we're all friends. You know, that there's so much offense taken when you sit here and remind everybody, no, 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 no. We're peers. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we, 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 can, uh, we can make some extra money by jumping our tracks with each other. But at the end of the day, I want my own lane. I want my own identity. And if I got to blaze through yours because you're not taking care of it, that's fine. Well, yeah, or better yet, like my thing is, is that you can be friends, but like, you know, I treat it it like Jordan. Okay, perfect example. Treat it like Jordan, Michael Jordan. Back in the day when he played, yeah, he was cool. You know, he's cool with Magic. He was cool with Charles. He was cool with all them cats. But when when it got time to play on the court, wasn't no friendship on the court. No. There wasn't no friendship on the court. I'm coming to win. That's it. And if you're in my way, guess what? I'm getting you out of my way because I'm going to win at all costs. It's like, you know why we're friends? Because we're competitors. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we've met on this stage. How did we get to this stage? What do we share in common? The fact that we both want to win. Yes. You know, and, and, and I don't think any... Because winning, because the definition of that has really changed (laughs) to what nobody can really define what's winning anymore. I mean, Charlie Sheen ad lib, but (laughs) I mean, obviously selling the most records isn't uh, isn't the, you know, the goal anymore. You know, you, you have to be successful in some other way above everybody else, you know. Yeah. The most downloads, the most plays on YouTube, the all kinds of stuff that I guess, or the most endorsement deals, or 
just whatever that doesn't involve selling records. Yeah. A lot of these artists have also become their own businesses. And, exactly. And, 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 and I respect that. I do. I do. Because the thing is, like, you know, the th- thing is, is like all businesses at one period of time try to hop into another lane to make more money. They all do. And they all have like people forget that like before um, Sony was like before um, like not Sony but a Columbia Columbia is a perfect example Columbia Pictures Columbia Records match they used to be owned by Coca Cola right you know now Sony owns it Paramount before Viacom got a hold of it it was a Gulf and Western company you know what I'm saying I think that was oil I think I can't I'm not hundred percent sure but like it like. Other companies own other companies like, oh, you know, we're making all this money. What else makes money? Oh, yeah, let's buy that. Let, let's make, yeah. mo- you know, let, let that make money for us. So, like, you know, artists are the same way because it's like, hey, I can make these things. I can make, you know, this great music and I can also make a clothing line. I can I can invest and, you know, make like, headphones, make oh. headphones. <laughs> Yo, like and the thing is, who knew that like headphones would would change so much? Because there's the longest time for like the longest time, like if you had headphones, you get laughed at. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, if you had earbuds or like those kind of like, um, like not headphones, but like those things that would just like wrap around the back of your head and then like just fall on your ears. If you had those joints, you know, that was cool. But if you had headphones, you would get laughed at. Now, like that is the shit. I mean, it's been like that for years, whether it be, you know, the, the you know, the Dre beats when they were first with Monster. And, right. you know, and then after after that um, and then like, you know, him collab- collaborating with HP. Um, you know, and then like, you know, Ludacris has headphones and those soul headphones ain't really that bad. They're not. I, I gotta, I kinda gotta give Ludacris props. I've heard them. They're not bad at all. And they're, they're not that expensive, but Luda had some, I think 50 had some, like everybody's got headphones now and it's crazy. Like everybody has headphones, like 50 has vitamin water and other stuff. <laughs> Owned by Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's but like the thing is, is that you know you're allowed to make money however you however you can diversify your portfolio. I get that. That's fine. You know, but like, um, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, no matter what you do, thing that you that you started with, you should still be the best at it. Yes, that's that's what I'm trying to get to. You should still be the best at it, or at least challenge yourself. At least do that. You know, the the elephant in the room that we're not talking about, as far as you know expanding and diversifying yourself out is uh jay right and um but he still i i guess everybody can have an opinion on you know how he's sounding nowadays compared to his former self or whatever mm-hmm. but the point is is that he's still getting in there yes he yeah. is still making an effort to go out and make albums mm-hmm. and to uh still make music you know it, it's more on his terms and uh, he probably has less time for it but it, it's a focus of his. Mm-hmm. At least when he's rapping, it feels like he's giving all of his attention to it at the time. Yeah, and not only that, not only that. Like I know, like you know, people are fifty-fifty on uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. But the thing right. is, he'll do something like that, and it's like, yes, yeah, it's fifty-fifty. Like, um, but you know, he'll still do some other things, and then he'll come come back later and hop on a J Electronica song called "We Made It" and drop like a hot verse. I mean, yes. hot. Pop of the slave ship. Pop up my chain and took it to Jacob. I gotta go play this. More than that bitch like, nigga, we made it. I own my own masters. No, I ain't missing no royalty statements. I can't be rated. 
Damn, hoes stun on them haters. Sorry, Mrs. Drizzy, put so much y'all talk. Silly me rapping about shit that I really bought. Why these rappers rap about guns, they ain't shot. And a bunch of other silly shit that they ain't got. I'm on my loop, beat up, young girl. Stunting on stage after 12 years of slave. This ace spade look like an Oscar. Black tusks look like a monster. Don't make me lie, yeah. Nigga, watch your tone. I come to court with black boxes on. Y'all hella jealous of my melatonin. I can black out at any given moment. I'm God. Jesus, seven letter made. So with my arms and feet shackle, I still get paid. Hey. All praise is due. I'm ready to chase a Yaku back in the cage. These are the last days. What do I sing? Phase showed up to the last supper in some brand new J's. I'm the true living book of hoe. New religion ain't from the other world. Alien superstition. You blind, baby. Blind to the fact of who you are, maybe. My bloodline's crazy. Kings and queens and Michael Jordan rings. I go stupid, though. Susio. The flow's filthy. Y'all can't kill me. I've been inoculated from the snakes in the face and your corny handshakes. Cops up and we made it. Ah. Plus, he's one of the one of the first people, as far as mainstream music goes, to still be rhyming at the age of you know at like you know over forty, and still selling records. Whereas yes. for like the longest time, like the business itself did all it could to force down people's throats that oh, only young people can make rap music. I'm like, it's music. Mm-hmm. Anybody should be able to make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so like, I'm glad that like that barrier is somewhat broken because music is still fucked up. The music business is still fucked up because it's like, okay, you're in, that's cool. Nobody else gets in, you know, no, you know, no over 40 rappers, just Jay. That's, that's good. You know, it's, 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 it's akin to the, uh, Jill Scott, India, Ari, Erica Badu theory. I used to have. Okay. Where it was like, okay, Erica came on and Erica shut it, shut it down. She changed everything. Right. She shut it down, you know, but, and then Jill Scott came out. And then, like, radio around where I live was like, okay, you're either going to get Jill or you're going to get Erica Badu. So you have to make a choice. And then India RE came out, and it was like, you have to choose between one of the three because we're not playing all three. There wasn't enough room on their playlist for three females. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. Or better who, who, who weren't... Uh of a certain sound. <laughs> right, right, right. Like and then you know, like like you know there's just you know it's just great R&B. You know what I mean? It was just great R&B music. Yes. And like they could, they all did conscious stuff, but they also did like songs. And you yes. know, and all three of them were different. They were, you know, all three of them were different. Like the only two things that like Erica Badu and Jill Scott had in common was like they were part of the Soul Quarians. That's it. Besides yeah. that, their music was completely different. But it was like either it's like, yo, you can have this or you can have this. And that's it. And I hate that because with pop stations, it's like, oh, but, you know, you can have Backstreet Boys, NSYNC and like all like all those other pop like pop fake R&B groups. Like you can have them all. You can listen to them all and that's OK. But like over on our side, you have to make a choice. And I hated that so yeah. much. And it's, and it's still like that right now. You know, with uh, like you know, with with black music, and I'm putting quotes on that. It's still a you have to choose this or this mentality, and I hate it so much. Well, I I mean, I'll I'll put it like Fonte says. You know, I'll I'll take your word for it because I don't know what's on the radio. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I mean, uh, it, it what you just got done talking about those type of decisions, those types of you know of we're just going to restrain this and we're going to do it out in public and we're not even going to apologize for it that you know that turned me off to radio a long time ago and you know especially with the advent of so much technology Mm -hmm. and i've i've 
I've, I've spoken to you about this before. I just, you know, I, I feel like now we all have, for good or bad, we can all put up our own uh, walls. Yeah. You know, and, or or as, uh, our circles. You know, and I'm just, and I told you before, and this and this is still true. I have personally never heard a Justin Bieber song. I know who he is. Um, I, you know, I, I'm aware of him, but his music doesn't come within my circle. Okay. It might be good. I might like it, but I'm willing to bet I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet I'm not missing out on anything from what I understand. Hmm. So, and 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 uh, and that's just it. I, with everything, you can kind of create your own circle now, and nothing, very little bullshit is going to get in your ear in that meantime. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I, I honestly don't have a lot of criticisms about music right now because I only listen to stuff I want to listen to. Yeah, yeah, and you, you have know, the, and you I, have I, the ability to do it, right? And so when I hear a lot of people complain about what's on the radio or whatever, I'm just like. Well, you get what you pay for. The radio is going to do whatever it's going to do. They have decided that as long as you people keep listening to it, then that's then they're going to decide. Then you're giving them permission on what to uh, what to play. Yeah. You know, I uh, there, there's a we just got a new hip hop station around here in Houston, and they got billboards all over the place. And he in in the artists they've put up to represent their new hip hop. Is Chris Brown, J. Cole, and Drake. Hmm. And it's just like, you know what? I'm not missing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if, if that is who our big hip-hop radio station is going to advertise represents hip-hop to all of us, that's, hey, more power to you. But it don't to me. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree. And not only that, but like the whole thing of where radio stations have just somehow just said hip hop and R and B are one of the same. Yeah. Like that shit annoys the piss out of me too. You yeah, know, and, and and that's why like But that I, happened a long time ago. Oh, I, I, I don't know about you, but around here that did happen a long time ago. Like, oh yeah. It happened a long time ago. Our big hip you know, they they did that, you know, this is the home of uh, hip hop and R and B. You know, and that was very sly. And I didn't have a problem with it because that had kind of always been the format. Mm -hmm. But once you said it and kind of put a whole box around it, that's when I was like, you know, this don't feel this feels kind of icky now. Mm. You know, it's like, well, there's not going to be any room if anybody does anything different now. Is is there? You know, you've already decided you're not going to play it. Back in the days, you took a lot of risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, back when hip hop didn't get any attention. You you could put on something different and something like Bone Thugs and Harmony, <laughs> you know, by letting something like that breathe, it definitely changed the landscape. But it but that's not going to happen too much anymore. And you know what? And that's fine. It like I said, I think it's just up to everybody. Like if you love music, then you just kind of build your own circle, and you go out and find. You, you can go out. There's 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 good music being made. There, there's a lot of artists out there who are making consistently good music. You just have to go find them now, yeah. and you have to support them. Like stuff like Spotify is cool because it's helped me discover a lot of artists. And like, and after finding those artists, yeah, I did spend that dough. 
because yeah. like it's just I, I want more records you know what i'm saying i want i want them to put out more like i'm not talking about like a vending machine but but just you know i want to see more from these artists because like it kind of gets me hyped hearing sounds that i've never heard before people that like combine this sound from like the 80s with this sound from like 97 and i'm going to give you some crazy stuff and like i, I love hearing new things and like you know things like spotify pandora that stuff is cool and it's great but you're right you gotta you gotta support them if you don't support them how can they keep making stuff that's you know i i was uh i was very late coming on the internet so during the whole napster time uh-huh. you know i i was obviously having these conversations with people and and i was one of those people who was up at best buy every tuesday who was dropping 40 bucks on whatever came out that week I couldn't understand what was happening or the attitudes that were happening around me that like, oh, yeah, you just take it. I it, I, I didn't understand. I was just like, listen, I like Jay-Z. I want him to keep making music. I get something from that. It, it helps out in my life. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get paid to do that, then he's going to stop doing it. <laughs> yes. He's going to find something else. Yes. I don't I don't want him to find something else. I want him to keep making music. Hopefully it's good music, but I want him to at least just keep giving the effort. And obviously the landscape didn't go that route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I'm willing to say I kind of changed from that, you know. So I'm up on Tube Dope Boys every single day looking for new music, all of it free. Yeah. Um because this is what all artists do now. I think it's very sad. It's also a change. And again, I think it's, and I might have spoken, said this before. I mean, I think the landscape has now changed to where something like, where you have someone like a Joe Budden, to where he is so focused on just making music for his fans. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just using an example. Most artists are kind of like this to where they've changed the landscape of like, nobody's going to be Jay Z anymore. It's just not going to happen. What you can do is just, you give away your music and then your fans are going to support you in the other things that you do. You don't make the money for the music anymore. You make it off the shows. Yeah, and you, and you hope you they make come it to the shows. You hope they come right. out. Yeah. Right, and, and, and that's where you make your money from. And you're never going to be a multimillionaire that way. You might be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You, you might make a good living. You'll have fame. But it's whatever dreams you had of just you know being the biggest thing on the face of the earth, it's, it, that, that's just not the way it's going to be anymore. Because... Because there is no vehicle that everybody focuses on anymore. Right, because you know? the, the, the internet has made things, as, as much as you can see all these things, it's also made things very fragmented. Right. I Like I said, I have my circle, and a lot of other people do too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those circles are just not going, they're not going to cross. Right, you're, not right. gonna get, you're not going to get everybody to love you anymore. There are never going to be any more Michael Jacksons. It's never going to happen again. Uh, it it's so so. All you could do as an artist is just concentrate on making the best stuff that you can and put it out there, and then hopefully the people who will appreciate your stuff are going to gravitate towards you. Mm-hmm. And those are your fans. Those are the ones you build the connection with. There's a lot less of the riffraff, so to speak. Uh, all, all the stuff that goes along with being the biggest artist in the world. At least I think that's how it goes. Yeah, know. no, I, 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 I kind of, I, I, I do agree with you on that. I mean, like I said, it's just, it's all changed. 
You know, yeah. so much of it is changing. The thing is, is that it's nowadays it's ever changing where it used to be things would change and then the world, the world would catch up within about a year. Well, now, you know, with technology is that there's changes every seems to be every three to six months. There's changes. And but yeah. still, it takes society even longer to catch up and get through that. So there could be four or five or six different changes by the time that society gets through two. So, you, you know, like nobody's there's no way you can catch up. There's no. no there's no catch up anymore. You know, everybody's pretty much left behind unless, unless you're uber rich. Then you always stay caught up. Um, if you want to, you have a choice to, I, I, let me rephrase that. You have a choice to stay caught up, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a changing time because Howard, how music's being done right now could change again in another three months. And it probably will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I love the fact that like, yeah, run the jewels came out for free when we've talked about on this show a number of times, you know, quickly, I love the fact it came out for free, and I love the fact that they still do these tours and it's doing great for them. And they're about to drop, I think, drop an, another um, another album together. And I don't know if it's going to be free or if you have to pay for it. But like, if you had to pay for it, I'll pay for it because I know it'll be good. You know, like I I, I want to give you, I want to give these, you know, these cats. I want to give you, you know, want to show the support to people who are bringing you great art. Right, right, right. You know, just like uh, Camp Low when Camp Low dropped, yes. uh, you know, those uh, those mixtapes, like you know, um, like uh, X, uh, some amount of blocks from from Tiffany's. They dropped those two hot mixtapes for free, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, these were great albums. I would have bought those. You know what I'm saying? Like Pete Rock produced some joints on that joint, like. How is this for free? You know, like I'm still trying to see. I'm trying. I'm still trying to understand this like free mixtape business on like on these websites. And I ain't mad. I'm not mad. It's like do your business I, how you got to do your business. I get it, but still, I'm trying to work this out in my head. It, specifically for the Camp Low thing, for, if I remember correctly, because they they did go around and do a couple interviews them and Pete Rock, and it was just kind of like Pete Rock saying, "Well, listen, if we put this out, some of those samples would be on there." <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, there's that. And then at the same time, he's like, but we also got these T-shirts for sale. (laughs) 80 blocks from Tiffany's. Yeah. Here's the link on the website. Please go get one. And, of course, I put a favorite on there, and I just never purchased one. So I feel like an (laughs) idiot. But but I did enjoy those mixtapes, and I meant to purchase a T-shirt. And I would have wore it proudly, man. Yeah. You know, no, and I I did help support that. Yeah, it's just like I said, the, the game is just it's ever changing, and and yeah, because these mixtapes, I've heard so much music that I would never hear in my lifetime. I mean, think about that's it. That's the that's to me that's the good thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's wonderful. I mean, like a few years ago, Julian hooked me up with um, like Ludacris, like sampled the He Man song and did a track, and it's just called He Man, and yeah. it is fucking incredible. And it will never leave my computer or iPhone or any music device I have because it is so ingeniously ridiculous. And the fact that that song should have been a radio, so that should have been on the radio, that should have had a music video, that should have had, it should have been everywhere. But you know Mattel wasn't going to clear that sample. Fuck no. <laughs> uh, Mattel wasn't going to clear that sample, so hey, just throw it on a mixtape. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, th- there you go. Now, now nobody makes any money from it. How about that? <laughs> you know, yeah. in in the meantime, you get a song that you're gonna keep forever. Yeah. You know, and 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 you've heard it, and it's great. And, and but nobody else got paid for it. They could have. Yeah, they could have. They could have yeah. made that. Di- 
Uh, what two weeks ago? Uh, I downloaded this a while back, but there is a cat out there, and I'm gonna feel really bad for not giving out his name. I I'm not really in, up in the mashups, but if you can do them right, they're incredible. There's a cat. Um, he's retweeted me a couple times. <sighs> he meticulously made a mixed uh, mixtape mashup of Most Def and Marvin Gaye. Oh, you talking about um? Oh, I know you're talking about like Amerigo, uh, Amerigo. Uh, yeah, Amerigo uh, Gazaway. Gazaway. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did 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 you download that one? Well, like, is it still available for download? Because like, I remember. When I, it, when I think it, it's not. Okay, because like when it first when it first dropped, I was gonna go grab it off of Bandcamp, and then like no more than like a couple hours later, it was gone. Yeah, I I I remember I uh I. It it was a okay. I got to give him the email, and then he gives me the link. Mm-hmm. There is no money exchange, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I just checked a little while ago because I I downloaded, but I hadn't actually uploaded to iTunes and did all that. Now I did that last week, and I got to say, it, you would saying most definitely saying Marvin Gaye matched up or anything else sounds a little sacrilegious. <laughs> but um, it, it, at least to me, it, it kind of is. You know, it, it's just not going to work. Right. But this shit works. And it is an incredible piece. And again, an example of something that would have never happened. When uh, Jay-Z and Linkin Park tried to do that official thing, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't the same as if somebody just had the absolute freedom to just sit there and figure it out. Right, kind of like, um, like uh, DJ Danger <coughs> Mouse when he did uh, p- combine the Beatles with Jay-Z and made the Gray album. Right, the Gray album, yes. Yes. Yeah, that, uh, that that's another great example. That's probably the most popular example of just, and and I remember when the Grey album came out, that that crossed a lot of outside of hip hop. Yeah, you know, and there was uh, I remember Entertainment Weekly giving it the album of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, and that raised a lot of feathers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know, but but imagine, imagine if like if you know if Cats wasn't such sticklers about sampling. Imagine how much look. Imagine how much money was left on the table, because right. because they're like no. Again, it's it, listen. People can do whatever they want, but uh, and and I think the sampling thing has gotten a lot better. You do hear a lot more clear samples than you used to. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Because definitely a lot. You know, there used to be this whole thing to like you know. No, you're not going to do that with my music. You know, how dare you? But then, you know, they start seeing them checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, them checks changed everything. Plus, but see, some people, man, like the prices on them samples is mad high. So it's yes. like, it's like if this song don't hit, your career is done. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I still wonder if um, Peter Guns and Lord Tariq still paying for that that one album they had. Well, uh, <laughs> well, so, uh, that's somewhere on a uh, Sony uh, spreadsheet. Uh, (laughs) i was like y'all really thought that steely dan wasn't going to be like oh no that's okay steely dan was like y'all did what (laughs) the 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 crazy thing about that was uh if i remember correctly if we're talking about uh specifically what was what was the name uptown 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 yeah Yeah. that was a mixtape song (laughs) originally wow and then when they got their record deal, the, I guess, you know, Columbia was just like, no, 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 no. We're going to put this as the first single, you know. And I wonder if Lord Tariq and Peter Guns were just like, 
okay or no <laughs> because we know you're gonna take that out of our check <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yo y'all got that sample cleared how much is this gonna cost us you right know, i yeah. mean i, I don't want to go back to sleeping on shaq's couch right it's, exactly it's like wait a minute y'all getting us teddy riley i'm like this is like 90s teddy riley you know 90s teddy riley's expensive right For, oh. very expensive because mm. he was really on his like Man, did you see what I just did? Yes. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pay me not to put out the next Black Street album for a couple of years. Pay yeah. me. Give me something else to do. Yes, because I knew I knew that this with uh the situation with uh, Peter Guns and Lord Tar- Lord Tariq and Peter Guns was so serious that like literally on um you know on black radio how like you had like all these different black radio morning shows like Doug Banks, Russ Parr, um, you know, all these all these cats. Mm-hmm. They all talked about how expensive the that album was and how they're not going to be able to recoup. I mean, no one like the thing is, no one ever talks about that kind of stuff ever on a on a radio show. At least back then they didn't. But the right. fact that like everybody talked about that, I was like, damn, I was like, these brothers are just doomed. Again, though, that is the late 90s when I was running up my credit cards and everybody else was, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm. <laughs> Uh, that was and uh, I think everybody was just uh, you know like after Puffy came in it was like let's sample the fuck out of everything yeah you know you see what he did with that okay well we'll just take something else and we'll do that same thing it, it's 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 a no brainer yeah. everybody gets it wins so yeah I, I don't think anybody was paying attention back then there's lots of bad deals out there oh yeah there were you lots know? and then not everybody won that's for sure Very, very few winners. I think I just named him Puffy, um, mm. who, uh, according to what I see, is worth more than Jay, which doesn't. Okay, you know, I. <laughs> Yo, Puff. you know, the joke's on us. Puffy's really running a couple. Um, he, he's he's got some heroin businesses running. <laughs> we don't know nothing about man. Yo, he, he's the hardest motherfucker in the world, actually. <laughs> yo, yo, when when Puff when Puff came on. Uh, Rick Ross raps about Puffy's life. How about that? Yes. Well, no, no. Not only that, though. But no. When um, Pharrell did the NBA All Star Game, he did, like he was like mm-hmm. the opening act, and um, he like basically like did his whole catalog plus other stuff he's done, and they brought out Busta Rhymes and Puffy, and I was like, they're about to do Pass to Cavassier, and I was I got real hype, and Puffy was like, yeah, I need you to switch up these lyrics, and it became Pass the Ciroc this way. I fell out i was like this is i was like only puff only puff can get away with that shit only puff (laughs) what there's very little that puff and by the way just the fact that me and you are sitting here talking calling him puff (laughs) yes because he's puff daddy again he will all he is always gonna be puffy always (laughs) always yes i'm sorry there's there's nothing anybody else can say i don't care about any other generations you know no, he is puffy. Yes. He's that guy who figured out what to do with Mary J. Blige. Yes. You know, he's the one who was, uh, you know, booking basketball games with Heavy D with poor planning. Mm. He'll always be puffy. Yeah, he'll always be puffy. Yes. 
Yes. It just, and, and, and obviously, he'll always have the last laugh, too. Yes, he will, because, man, remember all them cats, like, back in the 90s was like, yo, this dude's going to disappear after um, after the No Way Out album. And then when, when the Forever album, like, kind of tanked, and, um, yeah, because, like, they said, like, you know, it, it's double platinum. And then the controversy of, you know, shipped versus sold began. See, yeah. see that's a whole other thing, too. It's like... It only it's like stuff like this only really gets talked about with black artists. You never hear this shit with like any other artists, but it's always with black artists. Like when when the whole quote unquote controversy of sold versus shipped happened started. Mm-hmm. You never heard that with any other artist, but because Puff was so popular at that time, it was like, no, 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 we we got to expose this motherfucker. Because yeah. like in you know, in his ads, it said you know double platinum, and I'm just like, I ain't care. Like I you know I really didn't I didn't really care. That second it, I, puff listen, album. I spend the money. I don't make the money, so I don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I remember, like I, I listened to that second puff record forever when that when that when that one dropped. I listened to it when it first came out. I was like, eh. And I think I was just burned out on puff at the time. But I went back a couple years later and listened to it. It's not that bad. It's not it's that de- great. It's definitely not that bad. Yeah, it's not I mean, that there, bad though. There's there's definitely some good songs in there. I think it was just. The expectations were just so high. Yeah. Like, you know, I want It's hard for me to think back to the person I was back then, but there was a. I actually had an expectation that Puffy was just going to deliver like one of the best albums in the world. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of like no doubt in my mind that was going to happen. I was waiting for forever with, you know, like anticipation, you know. Some of that might have been left over from being, you know, let down by uh, the murder mace who never came. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> won't enough. talk about Double Up. We're, we're not even going to talk about what led up to Double Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, uh, that, that's another day. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Forever album, it really wasn't a bad. It was just such a, like, it, it, because it wasn't perfect, <laughs> like yeah. Cannabis's first album, because it wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. it's a failure. <laughs> yeah, but see, but Cannabis did that shit to himself, though. He yes, he did, he did that shit to himself by not living up to his potential, mm-hmm. to not delivering a good album, to trusting other people when he should have trusted himself, mm-hmm. and even that's not a good idea because you see what happens when he does have control. Mm-hmm. He still got bad judgment. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, agreed, that, agreed. So much, so much. But yeah, again, I was I was definitely looking forward to that Puffy album, and then it was just. You know, and I, and I, and I've never picked up another Puffy album since. I mean, I didn't get uh, press play, and I I hear the last train is actually a good album. Last train actually is a good album. It is. Yeah. Like, and not yeah. only that, but see, the thing is, press play, press play was actually pretty good. You know, my wife had got it. She got like the quote unquote clean version because uh, she yeah. got it like on the cheap. She was like, I get this clean version for two dollars. Okay, cool. She just grabbed it because she right. liked that song with uh, Christina Aguilera singing on the hook, and she also liked uh, that song. It sounds like a generic Prince song last night with Keisha Cole. Mm-hmm. She loved that song. So, yeah. but like I listened to, it, I'm like, this album ain't that bad. Like, this ain't really that bad at all. I'm like, I don't see why people hate on it. Like that, um, that P Diddy and the P Diddy and the Family album was nice too. Even though he had a bunch of acts on there that like disappeared. Yeah, yeah that that was definitely uh, one of those, like, like wow, it's. Before maybe I didn't pay attention if Puffy wasn't on every song, mm-hmm. but on that one, yeah, I started noticing. I was like, "Why are we calling this a Puff P Diddy album?" 
I mean, this is just a bad boy compilation. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, that 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 has some good songs in there too. Yeah. But again, it should have been a bad boy compilation. And then you got songs V Ball and MJG who are not signed to Bad Boy at the time. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, man, if I'm in that studio, I'm kind of pissed that you cut my track for A Ball and MJG. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, if I'm gonna do a song called Bad Boy for Life. Shouldn't it be with people who are going to be bad boy for life? Um, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, who is Mark Curry? I was like, this ain't the, I'm like, this ain't the comedian. I'm like, I ain't mad at you, brother. I hope you do exactly. well. I, that's who I was thinking too. <laughs> I was like, I hope you know. I'm like, I hope this rapper Mark Curry dude is doing all right. I was just like, you know, I just I hope he do something, and nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it kind of got me. Salty. I think he wrote a book exposing bad boy later on. But what? Uh, I, I, again, I, I've got to look into that, but you know. yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I think he was. Uh, he wrote a book later on, and it was all kinds of, and it got a lot of news because he kind of exposed the inside of how Puffy runs things. And, mm. You know, a bunch of stuff. Puff, Puffy obviously don't want somebody who was on a song called "Bad Boy for Life" to be uh, exposing to the whole world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, you know, that's like, never a good look. Man, I made some wrong choices, but hey, that remix of MOP was high. So. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it, MOP and Buster Rhymes. Those are rhymes, yeah. Oh my God, Th- throwing concrete out the backside of trucks. Or <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. This don't make no sense. MOP and Buster Rhymes on a song called "Bad Boy for Life," but I don't really care. I don't care. I don't care. It's <laughs> this, banging. Let me play. This it. feels like Anti Up Remix Part Two. <laughs> yeah, man, see, that's why I, I love. I, I love. I I can't front that P Diddy, we invented the remix album. Remix that that's also another good album, man. Oh my God. I'm like yeah, it's I'm like I can't I, I can't front on this album. I can't. You know what nah. I'm saying? It's like yo, I need a girl part two with Usher singing with Usher singing in the background, and then in the video he dances in the background like he mace. That shit. I'm like yo, I can't front on this. <laughs> I, I can't I can't front on this. This is this is great. I'm like go ahead, just just give it to me, give it to me, Puff puff i'll take it I'll it was it. like man whatever the fuck is this and then as soon as you step outside the house i'm like yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's like, like yeah it's right there <laughs> it's right there it's not gonna leave you alone and see but like that was like during that period of time when um you know the we invented the remix album came out like bad boy was kind of like on a roll because like faith evans had that uh album faithfully and that album mm-hmm. was a banger too because that was her last yeah. bad boy record before she left and um you know and that album was had, had jam after jam after jam and like he was kind of kind of like on a roll and then like you know faith was gone and black rob was gone and then he had a bunch of these acts that like didn't really hit like cassie kind of hit but didn't hit and no matter what happens puff's still standing you know, you know i i'll I got my CDs put away somewhere, but uh, in there is a dream CD. I'll I'll just put it like that. Oh, don't 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 feel bad. <laughs> you don't even feel bad because a lot of cats cop that dream album, and a lot of cats cop that dream. Uh, this is me with the single with the remix on it with uh oh what's his uh, name Kane with Kane yeah on? Kane Kane yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing Kane ever dropped. But <laughs> yes, that is the only thing Kane ever dropped. Now that okay for the, for the listeners who don't know, um like Kane. Was like after this, Eminem, everybody had to get a <laughs> had to get a white rapper, and, exactly. <laughs> and so that's who came. Like, but Kane wasn't like Eminem ish, but you just had to have a white rapper, and he wasn't bad. But he like, wasn't anything like him. I mean, no. he 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 fit on Bad Boy, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, he disappeared. Uh, he disappeared yeah. with the quickness a- afterwards. But Got yeah, man. Pink. 
But yeah, but like that was during a period of time though. It's just like yo, pop was stealing shit from R and B, but calling it pop music when it was really just watered down R and B. So like these R and B labels and hip hop labels was like, well, why can't we make pop acts? Yeah, right why can't we get a pop act and just mix it with a little bit of hip-hop give our credibility to it mm-hmm. and, and we'll just take some of the share power from this pop shit yeah like you know hell, hell master p master p brought six white boys to 106 in park and set him in the front row and said he was coming out with a pop group called six piece i must have buried this memory <laughs> until you just said that <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it happened. After I sit here and talk about how Bobby Brown's songs with Bone Thugs and, yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmony have been lost yeah. and nobody talks about it, you bring up something <laughs> <laughs> yes. that has been so scrubbed. <laughs> yes. And I forgot it even happened. Yeah, man. Yeah, it happened, dog. It happened. Yo. Oh, my God. Yo, R. Kelly had a group of white boys that uh, they never dropped an album, but he, he, signed, no, but he had signed them, but they, yes. were called, they were called Secret Weapon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I remember that. Because there was, an article, there was an article in Vibe about this, and, like, they had a page, and it was, like, it was a page where they had showed all these groups and the person behind all these groups, and I was just like, and none of these cats dropped an album. There was, like, Timbaland had a group of white dudes. It was called Outsiders for Life, and, like, right. they, they dropped one single. They dropped one single, and they disappeared, too. And I was just like, it was, it was crazy. It was so crazy. But yeah, Master P, six piece. I'm telling you, somewhere there are master reels of this album. And I really want to hear it because I just want to hear, because you know Master P put his whole family on that album. You know well, he did. Well, here's the thing. Was this before, I'm trying to remember the time period of this. Is this after he got rid of Beats by the Pound? No, no, no. He still had Beats by the Pound. Okay, okay, okay. Then... Then yes, the, there's copies. There's copies of this album, and I I promise you, they made their album in a week. So <laughs> it's <laughs> here. Here's the thing: people don't remember who, who they really don't know about this about Master P. Okay. And I, I've I've got my problems, but here's the truth of the matter. I mean, he claimed New Orleans, but he the whole No Limit really was stationed in Houston. Mm. That's that's really where everything was coming from. So I got to see the entire movement up front. Okay. I got to actually see that how huge and how big that was. You know, and how he really kind of showed and proved that you can buy your way into this game. Mm. You can buy all your credibility. And the people you think would check somebody like that instead just took their checks wow yeah and it it really did kind of shake your whole idea of uh real see like i was i was never a big a big uh fan of p you know what i'm saying like i i knew like like well, i was living in ohio at the time when like when p came out and he like in that music and his music and no limit family like made its way through ohio at that time <laughs> like everybody bought it and yeah. like, and the thing is, is like where I, where I was from, Ohio, that's the home of Bone. Okay, right. So like, it's it's Bone Thugs over everything during that period of time when they was you know hot. Like it was Bone Thugs over everything else, and then like you know then the masterpiece stuff came through. It's it's weird because like in other parts of the country, you would just get what you get, but like in Ohio, it was like 
we had bone we had stuff from the south we had stuff from like the you know the east stuff coming through the west and it's weird how we got to hear all these sounds and this was on the radio okay I, this was on the yeah. radio we got to hear all these sounds but like i'll talk to friends that live in other areas they didn't get all that yeah so like that's still strange to me you know you know what i mean it's still it's so strange but yeah it's yeah man yeah so yeah, yeah. go go ahead go ahead yeah, I, I, the 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 main thing. I mean, what you're saying was absolutely true here in Houston. I could definitely say that. The only difference between that is that it didn't seem like there was a list of songs they were playing though. Like there was actually room for all that. Mm-hmm. They we supported all the South, supported everybody in Houston, and we played the East, and we played the West, and you know. Hip hop was it. It felt so more well rounded, you know, in what you were hearing. That you obviously knew where everybody was from, but it didn't feel like there was any real favoritism because everything was getting played, and that really did turn at a certain point to where, like, oh, we can only play so much now. Yeah, you know, we can only play seventeen songs on a set list. You know, so we really got to figure out where the trend is going and then go that direction. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what really separates people and, you know, gets them like, well, I, I better change my sound. Yeah. And sometimes it's for the good, but sometimes it's for the worse because there's, yeah. some, there's some people they change up. They sounded like this is not a good fit. Yeah. It's not yeah. a good fit. It's not a good look. But, you know, hey, if, if, if you think that's going to make you dollars, then. Good, you if know, that's going to get you on those 17 song playlists then get get your money but yeah. you know i'm i'm not checking for it you know yeah, no, I, I agree with you i agree with you 100 percent Before we go, uh, Chuck, thanks again for being on the show. Um, had a really great time. If you, you know, now is you know your your moment. If you want to tell people where you are on the internet, if you do, cool. If not, it's all right. But if you want to tell people where you're on where you are on the internet, uh, here is your chance to let the folks know. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just mainly uh, you can find me mainly mainly on Twitter uh, ch- uh, underscore Chuck E. That's C H U C K E. No I in that. And uh, pretty much from there, I think you can find my Tumblr, Instagram, and stuff like that. But mainly, I stay on the Twitter. And, uh, you know, that's whenever I get some time. That's the easiest way to get in contact with me. Word. Well, cool, man. Well, listen. And, 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 I, and I hang around the uh, black box forum sometimes. Yes, yes. Yeah, from time to time, Chuck will pop in and be like, let me drop this jewel. Bong. And then, <laughs> and then bounce. <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, for real. Uh, Chuck, no, thanks for being on the show, man. It, it, you know, it's been great. And uh, we'll, we're going to have you back on real soon. Thanks for having me, Sean. I had a great time. Cool. And that concludes this week's Black Box. The Black Box is a member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network and is available at HHWLOD.com, where you can download previous episodes of this podcast, as well as Donnie Salvo's Tales from the Attic and John Carroll's The Carroll Chronicles. This podcast is also available on iTunes. The Black Box is also a member of the Comics Podcast Network. If you're on iTunes or the Forum for Geeks board, feel free to leave us a comment. You can also reach the podcast at blackboxpodcast1 at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next episode, dream big, hustle hard, and never stop.